National of Sport, GAA. Hurling, Kyo Cup, Round 1. Nolan and Kavna lead the way in strong final quarter for Carlo. Article by Kieran Murphy. The score, Carlo, 1 goal and 25 points. Kildare, 19 points. Carlo overpowered their opponents here when producing a huge fourth last quarter which swept the Kildare challenge away at Netwatch Cullen Park on Sunday. In a tentative start where both sides struggled to get hold of the Schlitter, Jerry Keegan opened the scoring when he found time and space to fire over a 60-metre point. Keegan Bracken extended the lead with a free, while Carlo opened their account with a Scott Tracy point. As Sean Murphy flighted over the equaliser, it set the tone for much of the first half. Even though the pitch was in good condition and the day was as good as it could be for this time of year, the Schlitter proved to be an elusive object. Players frequently needed two and maybe more attempts to pick up the ball, which gave defenders time to get in a spoiling tackle. It was all understandable for the time of year that was in it. Carlo enjoyed a good spell with Dean Tobin, Sean Murphy and Ted Joyce picking off quality scores. Kildare pulled back the Carlo three-point lead with points from David Qualter, Paul Dolan and Keegan. By that stage, Brian Tracy was the busiest of the two keepers and he did well to pull down a ball which threatened to drop just inside the crossbar. Carlo seemed to be losing the way when two simple clearances failed to reach their target and it was easy pickings for the Kildare defenders in oceans of space. The Lily Whites erred here too, and Tracy picked up much loose ball. At the break, the sides were tied at nine points each, which was a fair reflection of the half. Carlo introduced a huge level of experience at the break, but it was a while before they grew into the game. Sean Murphy nudged the home side in front when taking the scoring pass from Chris Nolan. Andy Shanaher equalised for the visitors. Marty Kavna scored his first point of eight, but Keegan cancelled that out. For a ten-minute spell in the third quarter, Kildare played the better hurling and were rewarded when taking the lead with points from Jack Travers and two from Keegan. Sandwiched in there was an important point from Carlos' Sean Murphy. Marty Kavna also found the pace of the game and three scores in succession levelled once more. Kildare stood their ground and Keegan pointed from way out on the right and into the O'Hanrahan end of the ground. David Qualter added one more and it was blow for blow just before and after the water break. Brothers Chris and John Nolan put their mark on the game at that stage. Chris fired his side ahead from play. Then came the match-defining moment. There seemed little danger when John Nolan found space outside the 45-metre line. Only he knows whether he was going for goal or not, but he struck the ball cleanly. While Paddy McKenna got his hurl on the shot, the goalkeeper looked to have it covered, but Nolan's power saw the Schlitter fly off the outstretched hurl and into the back of the net. From a Kildare point of view, that was the killer blow. Kavna and Chris Nolan showed they were sharp and ready for a new season, as the former saw his scoring tally increase. It is only one game in winter, but one could see the Carlo mindset. They have a solid base of experienced players and are feeding fresh blood such as Fiacho Toole, John Doyle and Dean Tobin into the setup. There will be bigger tests ahead. Kildare themselves will eventually welcome back the triumphant Nace players who won a provincial intermediate hurling title earlier in the day. 
when they meet again later in the season, this game will not be on the minds of any of the players from both sides. Carlo will take satisfaction from the result and will be happy with the development. But that is all. The teams. Carlo, Brian Tracy, Paul Doyle, Connor Lawler, Michael Doyle, Jack McCullough, Dermot Byrne, Tony Lawler, Connor Kyo, two points, one from a free, Fielker Fitzpatrick, one point, Sean Murphy, five points, Dean Tobin, one point, Scott Tracy, two points, Fielker O'Toole, John Doyle, Ted Joyce, one point. The subs, Kieran Abbey, Jack Kavna, Keen Doyle, Richard Cody, John Nolan, one goal and one point, Chris Nolan, four points, and Marty Kavna, eight points, two from freeze and one from a 65, for B. Tracy, P. Doyle, T. Lawler, Tobin, O'Toole, J. Doyle and Joyce, all half-time, Gary Lawler for Cody, 54 minutes. Kildare, Paddy McKenna, Tom Finnerty, James Dolan, Cahal Dervin, Michael Hogan, Mark Delaney, one point, Paul Dolan, three points, Jack Travers, one point, Colman O'Donovan, Connor Keelty, one point, Keen Bracken, one point from a free. Andy Shanaher, three points. Pat Lee, David Qualter, two points. Jerry Keegan, seven points. The subs, Dara Gearn for O'Donovan, 47 minutes. Dara Melville for Keelty, 46 minutes. Enda O'Neill for Leahy, 50 minutes. Rossa Stapleton for Finnerty, 56 minutes. Matthew Eustace for Hogan, 67 minutes. Aidan O'Brien for Dolan, 69 minutes. Owen Kelleher for Shanaher, 70 minutes. The referee, Mark Ryan, Dublin. 2021 Leinster Intermediate Camogie Championship. Quirk in deadly form as Michel progress. Article by Charlie Keegan. The score, Michel 1 goal and 18 points. Kilrush, 1 goal and 5 points. Michel's star left half forward Kira Quirk stole the show as the Carlo Camogie champions proved much too good for Kilrush of Wexford in this entertaining Leinster Intermediate Camogie first round tie at the Michel grounds on Saturday afternoon. The talented Michel number 12 was deadly accurate from open play and placed balls as she accumulated a tally of one goal and 11 points, eight points from freeze and a point from a 45 in a game dominated by the Carlo title holders. This was a strong team performance from Michel in their first outing of 2022, the win setting them up for a home tie against Mead champions Kilmessen the weekend after next. Emma Coogan and Amy Nolan posted early Michel points from play before Margaret Byrne, the Kilrush full forward, pointed a free. It was to be the visitors' only first half score. Michel were on their way to victory when Kira Quirk snapped up possession clear inside the Kilrush defence on 13 minutes and the finish was clinical as the home side went one goal and three points to one point in front. Michel played their best camogie in that opening half. Their defence proved well up to the task whenever Kilrush did succeed in threatening their goal with strong defending from central defenders Michelle Nolan and Kate Nolan. Kilrush were punished for indiscretions within scoring distance, Kira Quirk, as she nailed almost every shot at goal. It was a firefighting operation for Kilrush, as the score mounted against them. By the first water break, Michel led one goal and five points to a point. 
Besides the mounting tally for Quirk, there was also second quarter points from full forward Kim Doyle and a second for Amy Nolan as the ladies in black and amber raced into a one goal and 11 points to one point interval lead. Having already booked their place in the next round, Michel visibly eased off in the second half when there was a spirited rally by the Kilrush ladies, urged on by the strong Wexford contingent in the sizeable crowd. After two points from open play by Kira Quirk and right corner forward Emma Coogan, Michel found themselves on the defensive as Kilrush had their best spell of the game. They struck for a quick-fire one goal and one point from Margaret Byrne, their best forward. The number 14 pointed a free and then her low shot deceived Laura James in the Michel goal. By the second water break, a score of one goal and 15 points to 1-3 was more respectable from a Kilrush viewpoint. And in the 48th minute, there was a disallowed goal from the visitors Aoife McSweeney in a let-off for Michel. The Kilrush number 12 was adjudged to have been in the square when her deflected shot found the Michel net. As it was, the second half scoring was shared with Michel hitting seven points and Kilrush one goal and four points. Tara Wilson, Michel's tall midfielder, deservedly got on the score sheet with a point out of play, richly deserved for her industry all through, while centre forward Cleva Jordan also pointed from play to finish the Michel scoring. Rihanna Kavna, Amy Nolan and Emma Coogan, until injured, were others to catch their eye for the winners. This was a satisfactory victory for Michel, their team ethic very strong throughout, as they move on comfortably to the next round with plenty of confidence and the advantage of home venue. Kilrush tried hard, but lacked the teamwork and scoring power of Michel. Goalie Breedine O'Rourke saved them from a heavier defeat, making a fine double save early in the second half, while Shauna Sunderland, Anne Byrne, Emma Tompkins and Margaret Byrne were their best outfield players. There was a minute's silence before the start of the game for murdered Tullamore Camogie player and primary teacher Ashling Murphy. And the scorers? Michel, Kira Quirk, one goal and 11 points, eight points from Freeze and one point from a 45. Emma Coogan, Amy Nolan, two points each. Kim Doyle, Tara Wilson, Kiva Jordan, one point each. For Kilrush, Margaret Byrne, one goal and four points, the four points from Freeze. Emma Tompkins, one point. The teams. Michel, Laura James, Anya Nolan, Michelle Nolan, Gillian Doyle, Rihanna Kavna, Kate Nolan, Marion Doyle, Tara Wilson, Kira Mullins, Amy Nolan, Kiva Jordan, Kira Quirk, Ali Richisco, Kim Doyle, Emma Coogan. The subs. Reg Nolan for Richisco, injured, 33 minutes. Anya Bean for Coogan, 36 minutes. Abby Foley for K. Doyle, 58 minutes. Kira Nolan for G. Doyle, 58 minutes. Kilrush, Breedine O'Rourke, Danielle Hayden, Neveny Rourke, Maura Kavna, Zoe Tobin Cosgrave, Shauna Sunderland, Karen Thompson, Anne Byrne, Mairead Sheehan, Anna Kinsella, Emma Tompkins, Aoife McSweeney, Anna Tobin Cosgrave, Margaret Byrne, Sive Butler. The subs. Eilish O'Rourke for Zoe Tobin Cosgrave, 55 minutes. The referee, Liz Dempsey, Kilkenny. O'Brien named as new Aero Og manager. Article by Kieran Murphy. You could say Turlock O'Brien is returning home. At the weekend it was announced he is going to succeed Joe Murphy as Aero Og senior manager. 
As a player and a manager, he has won senior football titles with the club, but he is best known outside the county as an outspoken Carlo manager. He led the county to NFL Division 4 promotion in 2018 and was also in charge when they beat Kildare in the Leinster Championship later in the same year. He has always spoken passionately about retaining the provincial championship and giving the smaller counties the opportunities of causing upsets on a once-off. Under his leadership, Carlo welcomed Monaghan and Tyrone to Netwatch Cullen Park in what were unforgettable occasions for the players and supporters. He has a remarkable record with the club, leading them to 12 minor football championships, three under-21s and four seniors. In fact, he has never lost a county title as manager of an Aeroog team. There is a vacancy. I am an Aeroog man and I love coaching. I am looking forward to getting back to my own club and I want to see if I can add anything to it. They are a great bunch of lads and I just want to help my club. That is the size of it, he explained. Like all Aeroog members, he was disappointed the club didn't win a fifth county title. That is behind him now. The reality was that Rathvilly were the best team. They learned a lot from the 2020 county final and they put it to good use. Aeroog will have to accept they were the second best team on the day. And hats off to Rathvilly, acknowledged Thurlock. Rugby. Leinster League Division 1B. Defeat all but ends Carlo RFC's promotion hopes. The score, Wicklow 20, Carlo 6. The difference between the two sides at the Leinster League match in Wicklow on Sunday came down to the home side nailing their chances while the visitors Carlo fluffed theirs. As a result of this 20 points to 6 loss, Carlo's hope of league promotion this season are realistically gone for the junior one side. However, the Carlo Junior 2 side won again in Wicklow on Sunday and this side now looks odds-on for the Leinster League Division 1B seconds title. Coming off the field after the J1 defeat, Carlo coach Corey was disappointed but not downbeat. Our scrum was dominant and our lineouts were OK. We had breaks, we had chances, but we rushed and forced too many plays, which came unstuck. We just need to click and that will come with more games. As in many games this season, Carlo were slow out of the blocks. Within 10 minutes, Wicklow out-half Ben Watson had converted a penalty and missed an easier one. It took Carlo 20 minutes to make the first foray into the Wicklow 22. But once they got there, the visitors dominated the second 20 minutes, during which time Richard White converted two penalties to put Carlo into a 6-3 lead. It seemed only a matter of time before Carlo would extend this lead with a breakthrough try, but the touchdown never came. Wicklow's defence never cracked under the Carlo onslaught. Instead, on the stroke of half-time, they lifted the siege, broke up the field with galloping runs from numbers four and five, and finished with a winger's try in the corner. Watson missed the conversion, but the home side went into the interval with a fortuitous enough eight points to six lead. The second half continued in the same pattern. Carlo made a number of breaks. At different times, John Murphy, Richard White, Connell Slater, Jeff McDermott and Connor Tracy all broke into the clear only for a Wicklow player to get back to stifle any passes or possible offloads. There are reasons why this Wicklow side are on top of the table, and defence is one of them. Both sides unloaded their benches. 
Carlo looked to have a strong bench in Dave McDermott, Connor Moore, Connor Tracy, Kean Clark and Sean Quinlan, who came up through the youth teams. However, while Carlo continued to threaten to score, it was the home side who actually delivered the goods. Late in the game, Wicklow subs Fergus Ward and Noel Sheridan were on the end of good moves and missed tackles before crossing Carlo line in the corner. After the first of these tries, Watson added a touchline conversion to push the score to 15 points to 6, which knocked Carlo out of the losing bonus point territory. Watson missed the conversion of the final try. Carlo players could not be faulted for effort or fitness. Prop Ross Byrne played 80 minutes and never took a backward step. Larry McGrath likewise on the other side. Wes Shirley stole a number of Wicklow lineouts. James Nolan made lots of rampaging runs, but teams are now watching for him and sending in double tacklers to stop him before he gets momentum. But as coach Carey says, this is a team with promise and potential. Maybe they will click for the Towns Cup. The team. Carlo, J1, Richard White, Jeff McDermott, Dan Crotty, Kayvon Brennan, Johnny Crossley, John White, Isaac Daly, Larry McGrath, Connell Slater, Ross Byrne, John Lyons, Wes Shirley, Captain, Owen Edgehill, Johnny Murphy, James Nolan, The Subs, Connor Moore, Keen Clark, Dave McDermott, Connor Tracy, Sean Quinlan. Wicklow, Aaron Byrne, Adam Cullen, Shane Farrer, Alex Porter, Jack Dunn, Ben Watson, Dave Nicholson, Jay Byrne, Mark Cullen, S. Tuamataniaka, Stephen Swan, Connor Vise, Johnny Hopkins, Dylan Byrne. The subs, Neil Dickinson, Jack McKenna, Fergus Ward, Noah Sheridan, Fionn Luddy. Junior 2 game. The score, Wicklow 24, Carlo 31. In beating the home side by 31 points to 24 in Wicklow on Sunday, Carlo's junior two side have delivered nine straight wins from nine starts and opened an 11-point gap at the top of their Leinster league table. With three matches to go, they're odds-on favourites for the Cup. In Sunday's match, Wicklow struck first with a converted try to lead seven points to nil. From the start, Carlo backs looked promising if only their passes could stick. Following the Wicklow try, Carlo hit a purple patch and ran in three tries. All were scored by backs and all were started from moves well out the field. Rory Carberry scored two of the tries from the wing, with centre Sam Cullen getting the third touchdown. Both players broke tackles on their route to the line. For two of the tries, the scorers ran around behind the posts. The third try was scored in the corner, but fullback Liam Slater converted all three. This meant that Carlo began the second half with a 21-7 lead and with high hopes of opening an even wider gap. Two minutes into the half, the gap was stretched to 24 points to 7 when Slater converted a 40-metre penalty. However, immediately after this, the game deteriorated from Carlo's viewpoint. The visitors conceded penalty after penalty and were pinned in their 22 for the next 15 minutes. This culminated in a converted Wicklow try to close the gap to 24-10. to 10. From the restart, the visitors enjoyed another period of dominance. After a strong run, Sam Cullen was inches away from a second try. Evan Gordon, who had been sin-binned for a bust play, was back on the field and seemed to be everywhere. 
Eventually, Carlo got their try when Paddy Mackey picked up from the back of a five-metre scrum and burst through the diminutive Wicklow scrum half. Slater once again nailed the conversion to restore a 17-point lead at 31-14. When these two teams played in Oak Park, Wicklow also trailed badly, but they never gave up and scored two late tries. It was the same pattern on Sunday in Wicklow. In the final 10 to 15 minutes, they took the game to the visitors, scoring two late tries in the corner. Neither try was converted, and the second was scored in the last play of the game. The visitors were grateful that the final whistle came when it did. The Carlo J2 team, Liam Slater, Sam Dunn, Sam Cullen, Bobby Cope, Rory Carberry, Alan Owens, Cormac Murray, Rhys Roberts, Evan Gordon, Alan Byrne, Dave Keppel, Anthony Mannion, Captain, Steve Tracy, Dara Brennan, Paddy Mackey. The subs, Tom Bulger, Matt Keogh, Shea Summers, Niall Finnegan, Chris Curnow.